it look cooler I jam to they death, they call me Slick Dick the Ruler Women indeed, keep your eyes closed Bold flows, come on out them clothes, hoes Low pros, low blows, watch out for the po-po And I chose to be that number one contender Southern offender, fucking up your whole agenda When I walk you try to run, when I run you try to hide You skated the snap of my finger, call me Golden Glide It's you and I, do or die, who am I? I got a pocket full of family stones, cats think I'm One of them niggas that rip out excursions till it's no seats left. You shit out, we check and fart out deep breath while we talk darts at the bottom of y'all feet next. You believe that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're back. Yeah, we're back. This is a. Uh... Episode 7.5 of Sticky with Stucky. Because we felt so sorry that the last that we lost 20 the minutes of our show Fuck. dropped out. And when we're, we're back to give you a little, little something. I don't know how, this is gonna, how long this is going to run. We don't got nothing, we have nothing to talk about. Yeah, we do. I guess we can talk about <laughs> that, <laughs> that thing. Chris just pulled up this World Star video. World Star? It shows a guy in a KKK uniform. Yeah, it's like a Spanish teen, and uh, he's like nose to nose, and they're jawing at each other with this guy who's in full KKK regalia. And it's like, they're like nose to nose, and it's about to go off, and then that guy, the little teen, grabs his little hat and boop, pops it off. <laughs> and underneath is a Mexican is, man. Is the most Mexican man I've ever seen. <laughs> he looked like Danny Trejo. Uh, had a baby with Mario. <laughs> oh, oh my it god! Reminds you of a Dave Chappelle episode where? Yeah, he's Tyrone Jose Bigum. Yeah, when he was the KKK leader, but he oh. didn't know he was black because he was blind. Oh my god. You know what? It's good though that you know. I'm glad to see the KKK is branching out for some diversity hires. <laughs> I didn't even know they get. I didn't even know they did that. I didn't even know they were so progressive. I guess they're trying to get over their bad image. My thing is, he, he all right. So may, so he's got to know what's going on. If Trump gets in <laughs> office, maybe he's trying to get some people to be like, no, no, he's one of the good ones. <laughs> He's the Uncle Jose. Yeah. I think it'll work out for him. And then, uh... The, he the, whooped the uh, shit out of the kid. <laughs> he whooped the shit out of him. <laughs> he even knocked over the camera guy. <laughs> and then you hear the people in the background like, Oh, he's fucking done. This is over. Quit. <laughs> it's done. It's done. He had the, Quit. He had the biggest Mexican mustache. He had, and he had, like, this big afro. <laughs> Not, I mean, I thought it was all about racial purity. He might not be Hispanic. He might be Puerto Rican because they have those big froze. Yeah, but I mean, that's still, it's not, it's not white. This is the KKK we're talking about. <laughs> it's not, I didn't even know they were this lenient. I don't know. Oh, what's his face? Juice, he couldn't even stay in Sons of Anarchy because he was no, too dark. He got in trouble for that. And that's well, like well, a, that's just a biker game. In Juice, he thought, he said he was Puerto Rican. But then later in the series, it comes out that his dad was was a black dude. 
So why is why is Puerto still, Ricans cool but black people aren't? I don't know. But that was did they ever get, Did they ever delve into that? No. In the seven seasons of Sons of Anarchy? No. So how are you supposed to identify with why? Why he's like that's the one thing because they had like Irish in there. Yeah. Polish, Polish French, yeah. English, whatever. All whiteies. And then you got juice. Juice, visibly brown. And they're like, well. He's he's you know Hispanic, Puerto Rican. He's okay. But then they don't they don't talk about why that's okay. No. I guess if they, if they were in California, so they can't they can't have a no Mexican policy. They wouldn't have any members. Because if he was if he would have been if they would have known that he was black, then they probably would have made him go to that that Rough Rider gang. But they were cool with them though. Yeah. <laughs> The Niners or whatever? Was no, it? no. There was another gang. There was a black dude in one of the... Wasn't he in the Sons of Anarchy? Or was he in like the, they, one of the little offshoot after, groups? After they had branched the thing out wider... Yeah. They they brought in that, that other black... The Nomads. The Nomads. Yeah, yeah, and they... they, they, they so made why they just send juice to them? <laughs> the Nomads. Honorary Sons of Anarchy people. So why is he so scared? Why was he about to give everybody up? Well, because he killed that one dude, remember? Yeah, but he killed him because he was trying to get in to get the coke or whatever. Yeah, that he had hid because he stole it. <laughs> yeah, because the uh, the the FBI or whatever said you better bring this or we're gonna tell him you're black. You're black. Yeah, and then they killed him. I don't I make don't no know. sense, man. What's wrong with your lights? I don't know. Is that your ghost? Yeah, that's probably the ghost. <laughs> you want to talk about the loss that we had? It was it was like. Alright, so if you listen to the one before that, it was pretty good. We were we were firing on all cylinders. It was funny. <laughs> it was insane. <laughs> it went a lot of places I didn't think it was going to go. I thought it was really good. And then we t- we stop, take a smoke break, and we come back. And then we, it, then we were like right back in the groove, man. We didn't have to like build up or nothing. <laughs> And then uh, when I'm when you get done, we get done. We're like, oh man, that was a good episode or whatever. Yeah, we were excited. Yeah, you uh, compressed it and everything that uh, got the audio trying to get as good as we could get it with what you got or whatever. And then you send it to my phone and I listen to it because you don't like listening to yourself. No, not really. And my thing, what I do is I usually do it before I, I go to bed or whatever. So I'll I'll get ready for bed or whatever pull it up, I'll listen to it, and if I fall, if I fall asleep before I get to the end, I know it's a weak episode because it can't keep me awake. That's just my litmus test. But I, uh, even though we lost audio... Oh, and when it happened to me, I was so pissed when I heard it started skipping. I had to go back in and I made up audio for it. Yeah, you, you did a nice audible. <laughs> I, had to, I had to do something... And I did it. I made up a fake ad. <laughs> that we're not getting paid for. No. But people do want to give Loot Crate a shout out. Man. Yeah, Loot Crate's a good place. Send them and say, hey. Like I said, this, this motherfucker likes your shit. Yeah. But. I did it well. I got us out there. Riding yeah. solo. But I don't like riding so long. It is not the best thing to do. I imagine it's tough, man. Because you're sitting there like, how am I going to talk uh, to these What people? do I say? Do I sound like a dummy? 
and then you hear Red Fox voice. Like, yeah, you are a dummy. <laughs> You're a big dummy, dummy. Oh, man. I was so pissed. I know you were. Oh, man. I, I, I verbally let out a groan in my room. Oh, it just proves the point that I need ones. a new computer, period. I mean, it, all this stuff, it works. It's good. It was just with this one thing. We got to figure out how to sidestep this one thing until we get some money to upgrade it. <laughs> Trying to keep the, the train moving. Uh, so, that whole part was really supposed to be about the Nice Guys review. Yeah, we, we had a good review. I and, thought we uh, did pretty good. Yeah. We had some and insights and everything. You, we can still do it. No, it's over. It's past. Are you sure? Yeah, you did it. I mean, there's no reason to yeah, retread it. Yeah, but it wasn't... It. I don't think it was as uh, articulate as you would have did it. No, no, no. I don't know about all that. I only had one beef, and that was the... You brought it up. The, the They cherry-picked all the jokes yeah. from the movie and stuck them <laughs> in all those trailers. And my beef was just... It's not really at that trailer, uh, and the people from doing that, it's just trailers in general. Yeah. Like, my thing is the goal of a trailer is supposed to set the tone for what your movie is supposed to be about. Or the vibe yeah. of what your movie is. Like how when they first put out the Star Trek Beyond trailer, like Simon Pegg was like, this isn't the trailer that I wanted. It's not telling the story. It's more Fast and Furious. Right, and you hear actors say that. Like, yeah, they'll be Simon like, Pegg wrote Star Trek Beyond. Oh, he and wrote that, this, yeah, this and, new one? Yeah. And, okay, cool. And basically, that trailer wasn't what he wanted to see, the first one. Yeah, because it's so, it's, it's so stupid that they don't, they, they don't let these people cut it. Or they yeah. don't let them sit in on the cutting or whatever. And, you'll, and they'll, you'll hear like interviews. They'll be like, why did this movie bomb? And he's like, well, I mean, it, it, they bombed because this thing w that they presented to you was not what the movie was about. And if you go there thinking, hey, this is a nice... Like, in Bruges, in Bruges, if you look at the trailer for that, it looks like Snatch 2.0. Yeah. But if you watch the movie... That is not, it's not like anything what it's like. So if you're going in expecting Snatch and you get this really dark but, you know, kind of vicious comedy, uh, it can kind of jar you because there's a lot of dark stuff in that movie, <laughs> man. But, I mean, at the same time, it's hilarious. They just didn't uh, do it right. I still didn't watch The Grand Budapest. God I dang it. I had to watch it. You gotta watch that, and I'll let you get kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Yeah. Cause you got that's a that's a really freaking you good think movie. If they would have did kiss, kiss, bang, bang as a vampire movie, it'd be kiss, kiss, bang, bang. <laughs> what? <laughs> is that your new thing? You're just gonna drop terrible puns. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be your your thing. I'll, I'll foul that one as a bad joke. Uh, no, that could be your stick. Bad puns. People love them for some reason. I want somebody out there to make a movie poster for Kiss Kiss Fang Fang. <laughs> why, are you, why are you trying to rope them into your nonsense? <laughs> you can draw. You can do it. <laughs> who, would be, who would be the character that was the vampire? What do you mean? Would it, would it have been Robert Downey or would it have been Val Kilmer? 
Uh, definitely Val Kilmer, because uh, you know <laughs> this. I'm assuming it's gonna be, you know, how oh, vampires are very effeminate. He's a gay guy in the movie. He's very, he's very flamboyant or whatever. And in fact, his name in the movie is Gay Perry. Oh no. Yeah, and he's like a, he's like a, de- he's like a detective, but he like trains actors to be like real cops. Yeah. Because he used to be. Movie. Yeah. That's what he does. And that's why he's hooked up with uh, Robert Downey Jr. Because, alright, I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to spoil it. But all right. It's a really good movie, man. I guess it's one to watch for me. Yeah, man. And that's a Shane Black movie. Shane Black, back at it. Yeah. I'm trying to think what else. There's a scene that I liked yesterday. Oh, you talking about you going down the rabbit hole? I went down the rabbit hole watching Shane Black interviews. Oh, you did? Yeah, I mean, that guy really knows what he's talking about as far as, like, writing and character development and pacing and all that stuff. Like, you can learn a lot from that dude if that's something you want to do. I didn't go to the rabbit hole on anything yesterday. I'm trying to think what I did go down the rabbit hole on. We already talked about the time travel and how much I would be a dick. but I did go down the rabbit hole on bands bands I found some bands that I like a little bit how did you go down how did this start up I was listening to the the NTS uh, podcast with Henry Rollins he only does it once a month and he profiles bands Henry Rollins does a podcast yeah Dang, everybody does this. We are in a we're in a massive we're, pool of people. It's, it's a dime a dozen this. deal. Yeah, it's, it's like rappers. Gonna be, it's gonna be the best. Yeah. <laughs> but we're not really trying to be the best. We're just trying to get our voice out there, I guess. And that would the whole idea of the podcast is to get whatever you want out. I don't know. I just like I just, just like kind of talking. Yeah, I just like our conversations. So. I found the Shocking Pinks. They're from New Zealand. And what kind of music is it like? It's like alt uh, rock. Like 90s alt rock? No. Like experimental alt rock. Like okay. what you'd hear now. Oh, okay, okay. And their new album is called Mathematical Warfare. And the song that I listened to was Girls. It was really good. Right. Uh, the guy that leads the band is Nick Hart. Nick Hart. Yeah, Nick Hart. But he probably wouldn't sound like that at all. He'd probably sound like a, like Mono Bennett, for sure. And then Gorilla Toss, they've been around for a while. Never heard of them. Pretty good group. What's their, what's their, uh... Same deal, alt. Experimental alt, right? Yeah. And then you had, like, uh, Cloudland Canyon. I was looking into all that stuff. I liked it. Cloud what? Cloudland Canyon. Cloudland Canyon. Same yeah, thing. And then the La Film. I found the La Film. Yeah, group. you let me hear some of that. That was that was pretty trippy yeah. and cool. Very good. I, I really liked them. The anti-taxis, is that what yeah. it was called? Yeah. That was pretty cool. See, people, I'm not just hip-hop. Oh, yeah, speaking of hip-hop, that was uh, ludicrous. <laughs> <laughs> that was ludicrous. Uh, from the back from the first time, it's called You Got a Problem. Which, we were talking outside about that, 
Hell. I miss Ludacris. I miss when, rapping Ludacris. Well, when you first heard Luda. Yeah, oh, yeah. It was. <laughs> it was it some was guy out, on my bus. It was bus. out of nowhere. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Yeah, like he came out of left field. But I had like a precursor. Like I knew it was coming, even though I didn't really know. Like there was this guy on my, bu- on my bus who somehow got a bootleg of this thing before it dropped. And he would just be, you just hear him, because he was always rocking his headphones. He'd just be, throw them balls in the back. Just over and over. And we're like, man, what is wrong with this dude? And then, like, three weeks later, the Southern Hospitality came out and dropped. So was he listening to this on a Disman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was back in in the day when people had actual CDs. And you'd have to set it. Very carefully on your lap when the bus rocks so it doesn't skip. I had a Disman that was like uh, industrial. It was like an industrial Disman. Oh, like the ones you could jog in? Yeah. And those still skipped. Oh, fancy, eh? But, but not as bad. And I would just stick it in my backpack. Yeah. And then it hit a little headphone thing that you could push through well I was so poor that by the time I got around to getting one of those people were already rocking the the mp3 in the iPod <laughs> I mean I was looking like a straight fool but what gets me is okay this kid's on your bus mm-hmm. you're going to a small country school yeah and somehow he got a bootleg from this guy Atlanta, Atlanta. yeah from Atlanta all the way and, to a little bitty town in Texas. Yeah, and nobody knew who he was. Like, <laughs> like they didn't really know. Like, because he was just a DJ in Atlanta who would hook up. Like, he would do all these, like, street local people and, like, get them popping or whatever and get yeah. them on the scene. And he was just a DJ, and that's what he liked doing. And then he started rapping, and he started rapping circles around cats, man. And he put out his stuff. And everybody loved it, man. That what that what's your fantasy song was when, on the radio for forever, though. Like I love this first album. Oh yeah, it was Lud- like Ludacris's first eight album singles on that was, one album was the best. And when it hit the, the first when it hit the second album, I kind of was like, ah, uh, that still has some good joints on it. It had some decent songs. I just wasn't as hype for it. Is that the one with the stand up? Yeah, and then yeah. the third album came, and and I was like, uh, I'm really done with Ludacris now. What was the one that the uh, the chicken the chicken banging the chicken on the video? <laughs> well, what was the one where System he had the midget hanging blast? From his neck? <laughs> yeah, I think that's a I think that's a later one. <laughs> midget hanging from. Oh, Saturday. Midget. That's what it's called. He Saturday. Had a, he, had a, he had that little burn. Yeah, he had that little he had that little midget the little guy. Burden Turbo or whatever. I can't say hanging words. around his neck. Everybody's coming to realize I can't say words a lot. <laughs> yeah, I got the same problem. I noticed that too. <laughs> I'm like banging on you about words, and I'm like mispronouncing <laughs> words all the time. Especially if I'm reading something up, I can't say <laughs> anything. I'm trying to read the words. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> I think the only album of his I didn't like was uh that red light district. I mean it had but a couple see that's of, your first like real position into hip hop. No, like, like I was already like, well, well, I was I already mean, on the nineties. I was on the New York stuff. That was my main thing. You had your brother pushing music on you. No, he didn't push it on me. Well, he, well, he had it out there listening to it. So he just had some stuff 
like he would always have like a nice uh, an assortment, like a buffet so of music. Was he doing the Columbia House thing? <laughs> no, no, he wasn't doing that. <laughs> I did that a few times. He was just a he was just a kid who had some pocket money, and mm-hmm. he would hear something on the radio, and he'd go get the CD. But see, the radio didn't play that stuff. Like like if you looked at our our radio around here at the time in the nineties, they weren't playing like. Jay Z and they weren't playing Mob Deep. They were playing like uh well, he bass have. and bass and bullshit like that. Well his stuff was like it was uh it would be like Jay Z. I remember Jay Z was there, Outkast, Ludacris, uh that's the only one through three I can think of, but I got to the Jay Z first. He had like the volume two and volume three and the uh, <clears throat> Yeah, I think just those two. And I liked it so much. I went back and I got reasonable doubt and I was like, "Oh my god, this is so freaking great!" And then and then uh, by that time the Black Album had already came out and then the Blueprint one and two and all that stuff. So I went back and got the <clears throat> the Dynasty Rock La Familia all that stuff, and then that just branched out Mob Deep Wu Tang. Uh, and here's Mr. Old Ass. <laughs> I'm I'm sitting You've been in the I've been sitting in. I was sitting in the living room. Eight six seven. Watching Reading Rainbow, and lo and behold, Run DMC comes on and starts rapping about books, <laughs> and it's like lit up. Were they in the uh, tracksuits? Yes. Oh, nice. And it lit up light bulbs in my head of like, oh, this is music. Oh, oh, because in all reality, my parents would only play like country music. And Zotico music. Right. So I had a flavor of like the Louisiana Zotico in the house. and I had Right, right. The old country like Waylon Jennings and Willie Nelson and all that. The I outlaws. Had, yeah, I had all the outlaws in my house. Along with the Zotico. So when I hear, boom, Run DMC, I'm like, Mom, we gotta go get this album. <laughs> And we go out, we find Raising Hell. Boom! I'm I'm hooked. Right. And then from there it went to the Disco 3, a.k.a. the Fat Boys. Right. To the Beastie Boys. <sighs> Curtis Blow. And then I'd watch like Crush Groove. Right. Over and over. I'd watch Breaking. <laughs> yeah. And then my cousin was into skateboarding, so I'd jump into that. And I'd start watching the skate videos. Back in the day, so they'd have a, like, a lot of skate rock okay, music in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it was like when Dinosaur Jr. first came out. Oh, and yeah. And the Red Hot Chili Peppers, they were, when they first came out, they were a skate rock band. <laughs> they showed up in, like, those videos. Oh, before Rick Rubin yeah. got all of them. So, I would watch those, and that's how it would get me into this music. It's this little bitty dummy in Texas that's cherry-picking music from all over, so I... You know, when the 90s started to hit, I was already branching out and reading Zines and this and that. And then mm-hmm. I'd get those New York East Coast skate videos, so I'd see, like, uh, CL Smooth and Pete Rock down right, in D. Right, right, Yeah, and it was just, it just influxed me into it even more. Well, I didn't even like hip-hop. I didn't even like it, because all I heard was this, uh, 
was the downtown Texas stuff and the Louisiana stuff, the the no limit, all those terrible. Oh, uh, uh, the only make one. Them say, uh, <laughs> nah, nah, nah. The only one I liked was uh, the only one I liked was Mystical. <laughs> but I didn't even like I didn't even get to him because I would I would see those stupid uh, those stupid album covers and that was like my single. Stay away from this music. So I didn't even like hip hop. I I didn't. Even, think i like the rap music and then i heard it and i was like whoa what what is what is, this is rap what is this <laughs> well it's crazy i never liked jay-z but i love nas love nas yeah it, i always thought he was a better mc completely over jay-z i don't know man they're both really good they're just it's two different types of two different types of mcs and it's just like with biggie and tupac i always was a biggie fan yeah. Yeah, I always like Biggie more than Tupac. I can't uh I can't I can't knock Tupac's greatness, but he never really did it enough for me like like Biggie did. I love Biggie. <laughs> Only thing I didn't like about Biggie was having uh freaking Puffy talking through his whole CDs. Cuz he was his hype man. Yeah. Uh, Just imagine if Suge Knight would have did that to Oh my him. god. To Tupac. I'm so glad hype mans went away. <laughs> but we still have hype mans. You yeah, get, but like those, it's like talking through the whole thing those, and being in the videos and dancing all this. It's fucking like DJ Khaled and shit. It, they ruined songs by screaming in the background. Yeah, but those are mixtapes. That, that's just gonna happen, man. <sighs> they ruin it. <laughs> DJ Scribble did that shit. DJ Screw did it too. Like but I, DJ Screw, he was. If I was going to listen to Down South Step, I'd listen to DJ Screw. Yeah, he actually did his music well. Well, see, that was my thing. I thought I thought what happened was I was listening to rap and somebody turned me on to hip-hop, right? Yeah. But what I didn't know was there was actual hip-hop down here, so I was kind of like a, a Down South snob. I don't want to hear this garbage, man. Put on some, <laughs> you know, something from Chicago or something from Philly, New York, Cali, something, man. I don't want to hear this garbage. It but then I like, started listening to like, I had somebody you know open my head like you know no they got real MC they got UGK and that's the problem with zero the music nowadays like the the people that listen to this hip hop now right I know, I know these guys are gonna come at me like you motherfucker you just a white boy you don't know shit yeah I, I I really do know shit who cares it's what you like but with the music now it's trash to me is trash but that's like if you listen to that panda panda shit <laughs> do you really think in your right mind you're gonna listen to that in 15 years no that shit's gonna so. be thrown in the trash now I can stick Mob Deep Shook ones on and listen to it now yeah. this thing's been 20 years and not only that you can let any you can let somebody who's never heard of it hear it and they'll be like, all right, man, yeah, okay, yeah, I like this. It's just like when we talked about, a while back when we talked about the DMX deal, like the only reason that song got big again was because it was in the Deadpool movie. Oh, yeah. And all these millennials are running out to gate and, and buying the song and buying it, buying it. Yeah, but that's but a good they, thing. It is a good thing. Yeah. But they're still listening to the Panda Panda shit. That's what the problem is. Like, why can't they make good music? They do make like good music they do. now, man. I mean, yeah, we did 
find Grand Kai. He's young. <laughs> but not only Grand <clears throat> Kai, there's a lot of like big mainstream artists that are really good. They tell stories. They have lyricism. You got Joey Badass. He's really good. Joey Badass is good. A lot of those dudes in pro era. Capital Steez before he killed himself. Uh, Kirk Knight's pretty good. Uh, what's the other guy? CJ Fly in the pro era. He's good. <clears throat> you got the underachievers, Flatbush Zombies. Those are really good. Or maybe I'm just old. Yeah, man, you're missing out on you you missing out on a lot of really you think good it's dudes. That I'm just stuck in my ways, so I'm stuck in the nineties. No, I think I think you'll if you get if you hear it, I think you'll appreciate it because you'll understand and you'll hear that it's hip hop. So you'll be like, oh yeah, this is hip hop. So once you hear it, you'll get onto it. But I don't think you're gonna go out looking for it because see, like I'm gonna tell you this: twenty years ago, I called it. I called that this music would change and it would be more electronic. Yeah, yeah, I remember you telling me that. I'm sitting there at a buddy's house, and they're making music. And I'm like, yo, I you, have a feeling... You can make beats and stuff for them, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I have a feeling that, that this is what's going to happen. It's going to go to, like, the more drum, uh, jungle drum and bass right. feel, maybe electronic vibe. And they just laughed at me like I was dumb. Right. Like I'm a dumb white boy, I don't know. And then, lo and behold, not even ten years later, you had Kanye coming out with the with the whole strong guy, faster, you know, yeah, just taking old Daft Punk Daft stuff. Punk, and yeah. you're like, what the... I knew it! <laughs> I could have jumped on this train a long time ago. Yeah, people act like... Uh, this, is, <laughs> well, this is one thing that... When people talk about Kanye, I agree. Kanye, he's a—I'll give it to you—he's a musically—he's uh, a musical genius. But a lot of his stuff that he gets credit for is just stuff that's already been out there that he took and you do what you do in hip hop—you take it, you sample it, and you make it your own. So, yeah, the the like he changes the vibe like he did with 808s, and then you have everybody on that auto tune, and then he changes the vibe again with the. Uh, beautiful dark twisted fantasy, and then he did it with the Yeezus. And, uh, yeah, man. I mean, he's he's always been doing that. But see, I kind of figured it was going that way for one reason. Like four years into me talking about this, I saw Dizzy Rascal come out. Yeah. And when Dizzy Rascal came out, he was using jungle drum and bass. And he was a UK rapper, mm. and he was rapping over it. And I was like, I know it's coming. And the next thing you know, all the ones in the states started doing it. Here's the one thing I did I did miss, or I do miss, is like everybody had their own scene. Like Atlanta mm-hmm. had its sound, uh, Miami, uh, Louisiana, Texas, all these places. Yeah, everybody's California mixing together. Yeah, I mean, it still sounds like you know, the original, like, roots of hip-hop, but, I don't know, you, you you miss the different flavors or whatever, because everybody, everybody knows about everything, you know, you, you know about this Grand Kai, where's Grand Kai from? Virginia. Virginia, exactly, like, that would have had their own little movement, their own little sound or whatever, and you probably would have never even heard about this guy, but you probably would have heard about somebody who was influenced by Grand Kai that blows yeah. up. That's how it usually went. That's how it went down, uh, like down south. But now you got like a dude like Travis Scott from uh, from Houston, 
and he's got the internet, so he's listening to all this stuff, yeah. and he's got this big Kanye fetish or whatever, and it's influenced his music, and he he doesn't really sound like like people didn't even know he was from Texas. Yeah, and people from Texas didn't really mess with him because it didn't sound like Texas music. That's yeah. one thing Texas is really bad about. Yeah, because if you're if you don't <coughs> sound like Texas music, they're very hesitant to give you any love. That's even with the country. Yeah, like if people if it country doesn't music, sound like Texas style country rock. music, they're not they're not gonna deal with it. And that is that means you gotta have one of those steel guitars that you lay across your stomach. Mm-hmm. But I kind of I miss those little flavors you would find, man. Yeah, I do, man. I've always been East Coast up north. That's been my my music. But now it seems like it has to be. It's not a. It's not a different sounds across America. Now it sounds like. Because I mean, even the Bay Area, the Bay Area had continents. a sound. Yeah, the Bay yeah, yeah. Area had a sound. You had and then, Mad Lib and all them coming yeah. out of there. And then you have the like right across the bay. You have like Compton and all yeah. the people doing all that type of music. That's what I meant. Like, it's just different flavors, man. I mean, Kendrick Lamar still kind of holds the the whole Bompton. Style, mm, right? And if you go to New York, you have like MF Doom still holding that New York gritty sound, right? But I haven't really heard anything coming out of Philly or Oh, Meek Mill is from Philly, but <laughs> but I mean they're not coming with the with their own style. Which were you saying? Yeah, like you know, Philly was like the roots. Yeah, that's where that's why when I say Philly, that's usually what I mean. Black thought. The roots, yeah, and freeway and stuff like that, and Cassidy. Then you got like Chicago area, which is common. Lupe. Yeah. Uh, Kanye. But now what's coming out of Chicago is like the drill music. Yeah, drill shit. Which is like turned into trap, <clears throat> and it all kind of evolves, like together like the drill was the trap but the people down south we've been doing like that heavy 808 stuff for a while yeah like and then they got it and kind of took it and made it their own thing what's really great is i found i went down a rabbit hole a while back on that that ghost house music yeah, <laughs> tell people <We're>, about this <laughs> uh, it was very strange okay ghost house music or or they call it witch house yeah it's usually like, I wouldn't call them Satanists. <laughs> you can call them Satanists. You can probably call them Satanists. <laughs> but they're, they're, they're like pagans. Yeah. Satanists. But these kids have fell in love with like screwed hip hop from like down south. So they take their instruments and they make it screwed sounding, but they add like a spooky, yeah. like, scary vibe that sounds like the devil (laughs) yeah and then they'll get like one guy rapping but he'll rap like screwed yeah they'll make him screwed yeah it is the sickest music I've ever heard (laughs) like I went down the rabbit hole and ended up buying like albums of it like that once once I got turned on to like the UGKs and the Devin the Dudes and all those like Trade the Truth (laughs) and I was like man there's some really good artists in Texas what gets me is I'm playing it right Uh and people come up to my car and they're like, yo, dog, what is that? And I'm like, Salem. <laughs> oh, man. I'm like, and they're like, so who, what they look like? You know, they started asking me 
And I'm like, yeah, there's three, three scrawny crackheads <laughs> in Michigan. I'm yeah, like, that's, oh, I can't believe we forgot the D, man. The D. Yeah, the D. Jay Dilla. Dilla. But Dilla produced everybody. Yeah. I mean, he went from... Talk about a guy who really made a sound. I mean, he's the only, like... If it wouldn't have been for Dilla, I probably wouldn't have got into hip-hop even more than I was. See, I, I didn't get on to Dilla until I found out about Mad Lib. And that was around that two, uh, 02 when they dropped J-Lib. And I was like, yeah, this kind of sounds like Mad Lib vibe, but it's like, I yeah. don't know, there's something in those drums, man. But just, see, when uh, I heard, I've been listening to Dilla since like De La Soul days. Right, right, right. Tribe Called Quest. And he did Common songs. He did Buster Rhymes songs. Right. I mean, he's done Roots. every... Yeah, everybody, Body. everybody. And then, he, but the good thing about Dilla was he stayed underground. And he would do like R and B people too. Yeah, he did Jagged Edge. <laughs> Jagged Edge. <laughs> he did like Tony Braxton. He would do like everybody. Mm. And what was great is he stayed underground. Like he would hear his song on the radio and be like, "Yeah, that was my jam." Yeah, yeah. But but nobody knew about him still. Just the people who were in the know. Yeah. People that needed to know. Who My was Dukes it. would know. Yeah. He'd be like, hey, I did that song. I put that one out. There was this thing on YouTube about Black Thought. He's telling the crazy uh, Jay Dilla stories. And he was talking about how he was so big and he had all this money and everything like that. But And he had this big, nice studio. But every time when they would go get beats from him, they would end up in his mom's basement. And that's just where he'd be, just cooking up beats. In his mom's basement, like he did when he was like a teenager, <laughs> even though he had this nice studio, that was that was where his home was, and that he would just knock these beats out. Then he had man, his record collection was ridiculous. Yeah. Like there's a good documentary on YouTube. Just type in Jay Dilla documentary, and it's like maybe an hour long. It's broke up into parts, and they follow like Ella J to like J Dilla's storage buildings. Where they still pay for them. Mm-hmm. It has all his records. And they go to the record stores that he went to frequented a lot, and they talk to the owner and how he'd come in there and stay hours just digging, trying to find something yeah. new. Yeah. yeah, that's passion, man. That's really. And the guy said. It wouldn't be nothing for him to drop three grand and walk At the out. record store? Yeah, and just walk out. Dang. He said he had bought pretty much all the soul and jazz and everything. So he had to and try then one time, something else. He, one time he was looking over the, the counter and he's like, where's Dilla? And he's like over there in the rock. <laughs> and like, yeah. Into all the rock it. music. Yeah. <clears throat> I just think he was one of my... Like, I would find his music. I didn't even know it was his music. <clears throat> Until I found out about him. And when I found out about him, he was already dead. And I was like, no! What? <laughs> I was working at Walmart and Tyler the, 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 the day he died. And I, like, walked in. It was like some blood thing, right? Like yeah. Some weird blood disease. Yeah, he had, like, an odd, an odd disease that not many people get. And, like, I walk in, and everybody's like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, Jay Dilla died. Dilla and, and, and they're, and they're like, who's that? <laughs> I'm like, I can't. 
you don't know. Bite your tongue. <clears throat> yeah. But then again, these people didn't care about, you know, up north music. They liked yeah, they, 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 love, they love this music, man. Yeah. I mean, I can't hate them for it. I mean, that's what you like. It's what you like. They were sitting there listening to Bone Crusher. <clears throat> yeah, I went on a, a nice tear of just Chopped and Screwed for a long time. Like, I was trying to find why I didn't like it. And I ended up having, like, but, you a, know, I ended up forming you know an appreciation guilty, for it. You know what a guilty pre- pleasure was for me with Chopped and Screwed music? What? It was when they Chopped and Screwed. They were chopping screw. I'll pee on you. I'll pee on you. What? The guy that sang the song, I'll pee R. on Kelly? you. R. Kelly? Yeah, R. Kelly, when they chopping screw, screw R. Kelly. <laughs> that was that. like my... Dave Chappelle yeah, sang. Dave Chappelle sang. But he was like my guilty pleasure. <laughs> chopping and screwed, uh, chopped and screwed uh, R. Kelly. R. Kelly. I don't know why. Hey man, you like what you like. like it was what got like, me was that uh, I had an Achilles heel for for Three Six Mafia. Yeah, I love Three Six too, man. What got me was the uh, Get Your Mind Correct with <laughs> Paul Wall and Camille. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah. I really what? There's like three or four of these. Oh the, nice. The down south stuff. I really like Slim Thugger. And yeah. then when I found Guilty Boss Simpson, Hog, I was like. Guilty Simpson is the, the Slim Thug of, the Detroit, of Detroit. Slim Thug, yeah. Except he had better metaphors. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Like, we were trying to put one of his tracks on here, but... It didn't work. Yeah. It's copyright bullshit. We're, we're, we're going to get it eventually. <laughs> you got to hear this song, man. It's, it's great. Pull them horns on your horns on your... Ba, ba, ba. I guess you could tell them. Yeah, it's called Blow the Horns. Blow the Horns, Guilty Simpson. Dude, I'm really... I think... I really am more of a hip-hop person than punk rock and stuff. I still like it. Now, when I was 12, I started getting into Black Flag and Minor Threat and and all those bands. Yeah, I'll go on these tears. Propaganda and... We would go to the actual like shows yeah. in Houston. I remember watching Thirty Foot Fall, you know, live, and I went to the first Warp tour and saw No Effects live and Bad right. Religion and all these bands. And you're like, oh, was, but it wasn't hip hop. Mm-hmm. And what happened to me when I listened to Rage Against the Machine for the first time? I was like. Yeah, is, those dudes know how to do is. that. They yeah. knew how to do that right. Not, none of that Limp Biscuit crap. Yeah, Limp Biscuit ruined the nineties. <laughs> and Eminem. I won't lay it. I won't lay it all on him. Or Kid Rock. Eminem was horrible too. And Kid Rock, I remember when we had gotten you know like, him. Me and a good friend Brad, we had gotten like he had gotten Kid Rock tapes like the original ones, like Balls in Your Mouth, yeah, songs and stuff like that. And they were good. We liked them. But then, like, when he blew up because he had that little midget running around with him on stage. Ball with the ball, the man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now that he's doing, like, country music, it really is so odd to me to see, like... But do you think that... It's it's odd for me to see, like, hillbillies driving around listening to the, the kid, kid rock, rock yeah. because unfortunately he's Waylon Jennings is like or Merle Haggard or one of them is like illegitimate kid what yeah that's what they say oh so he can 
identify with the country people. So now they're listening to that. Well, do you think that was... Do you think that's musical progression? Like, you know how people change. Bowie changed. Yeah. Kendrick Lamar's changing. He's doing his own thing now and, like, well, kind of morphing. Like, or do you think he was just chasing a check? I think he's chasing a check. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. It's kind of like with... He's like, I don't even have to rhyme these words. <laughs> like that, that metal band, Hell Yeah. yeah. Like, I really like them. Because it was, like, mud, part Mudvayne, part Pantera, right? And they kind of mixed them together. And, yeah. And you got Hell Yeah. Well, they had one song called Alcohol and Ass. And it was, like, real country, like, solely feel. Yeah. But they would play that shit on like Kicks 105 and stuff. And, yeah. And these country people would go buy the CDs. And they would get They home. would not expect what was about They the did not expect that the rest of the album was like heavy fucking metal. Yeah. Don't get much heavier than that. <laughs> it's like that Aqua band. That I'm a Barbie girl. Mm-hmm. The whole rest of the album's heavy metal. Yeah. Like, they don't realize what they're getting. Like, those people make those songs. And that's to, just like those trailers. To catch. Marketing something <laughs> so you'll go. That's why you have those freaking uh, Marvel movies. You have the ones start out. It's the it's the somber. Like, the, the, take the Suicide Squad. You know, the first one. It's all dark and gloomy. We got these people. We'll kill them if they get in our way. But, yeah, you know, we'll use them expendable. And then you got the second trailer comes out. And that one's like uh, all action packed, set pieces, guns blazing, shooting. And you got the third one that comes out, and that one's all jokes or whatever. By the time you're like, what even is this movie? You don't even know. You don't even know. It's just trying to grab as many people. Oh, please go watch this. We're banking off making a billion dollars. But my sister goes to those those damn kid rock concerts. Yeah. Ain't like Guns N' Roses concerts. I bet it's still the same audience. I bet those, I bet those little sixth graders were listening to Ball with the Ball, and now they're they're listening to that. What's the one he did with Cheryl Crow? Oh, that's all over the radio. I can't, I can't hear it. Something. Uh, it was picture, a country song something about a pitcher. Yeah. Yeah. It was a country song. And you're like, what are you doing? And Cheryl Crow. She wasn't country either. No. All of them are jumping up. Like, you remember Hootie in the Blowfish? Yeah, I know that guy. I know he went that way. He went to country. He, and he left the Blowfish. Yeah, he left. Well, you couldn't under, This is what I don't You couldn't understand his fucking ass when he was Hootie and the Blowfish. All the while we are you. I still but like it. But then he it. started doing it. <laughs> I still then, like it. Then he went to country music. You can understand every fucking word he sings. Yeah. I don't get it. I have no idea. I guess the. You know, it people it's, in country don't like that. His patois. <clears throat> don't make them think you're speaking ebonics. Make sure it's nice and crisp and clear. Well, even when he was a hootie, he really didn't do ebonics. <clears throat> no, I know, but they think that his yeah. cadence. <laughs> well, there's been black country stars. Like Charlie Pride. I don't know. I don't know. That's one of the things that I missed was country. I didn't ever... Find an appeal for it. I didn't find an outside appeal for of it. outside of the outlaws, like you were talking about, Waylon Jennings. Even with the outlaws, Johnny Cash. I really don't like to listen to it. Yeah, some of it. It just gets boring. It's. I think it's just the it's it's the musicality, like the, what the music sounds Maybe like. Maybe it's because I just don't fit in with him. 
And people, people always that you're always on my mind. They really know some things. <laughs> I freaking hate that song. Redheaded stranger. <laughs> I hate I mean, it so much. I have knowledge of the shit. I just don't fit in with it. I've never fit in with the, the country scene at all. Bro, I went to a Willie Nelson concert. I've been to bluegrass concerts. I don't fit in. I was pissed off. I went to the Willie Nelson concert. Imagine me going to a bluegrass festival. <clears throat> I can rock with some bluegrass. But I'm the only one walking around with like a Wu-Tang shirt on. <laughs> yeah, you're sending mixed signals. Too. Yeah, I'm not the guy. But if, uh, I mean... Yeah, I like I like some bluegrass. But is it because you watched Oh Brother for Heart the Hell <laughs> to make you like bluegrass? No, like my dad likes that stuff. Like that's what I was raising. I had this nice like I think I can jump through these things so like easily and just pick up because like I had my mom, she had gospel and she had soul and funk. Like those are the things she listened to and loved. And my dad, he had blues and like classic rock. And I would get hit. I'd go over to his house for the weekend. I'd come back home. we hit with these two different things. So I had a nice palette growing up. So when I would just hear that music, if it made me, if it made me go, oh, okay, all right, all right, I can feel it. And then I just rock with it. And then I had the 80s. I can't rock with the 80s. I had Prince. I had a soft sell, like even, Duran Duran. Even great people made terrible music in the 80s. Neil Madonna. Young made terrible music in the 80s. <laughs> Madonna. Bowie, terrible music in the 80s. There's nothing wrong with Bowie's 80s music. I don't like it, man. You just don't like the scent. It's Maybe that, much that, that, you I don't mean, like the scent. Because I, everything was synth and poppy. Man. I don't, I don't I like synth funny? music. It's funny. That's coming back. I just don't like how they use that the That 80s scent. style is coming back. Well, I thought you already said they did the electronica. It's coming back. Well, I thought it was still here. It's coming back like a bad, bad cancer. <laughs> like herpes. <laughs> you can't get rid of it. <laughs> the kids are dressed in all 80s now. Again. Have you noticed that? No. Like oh, you talking about like dress? the uh, everybody looks uh, half a fruit now? Well, not that. that. Like they, this clothes they wear, like it's like 80s and 90s meshed together. Oh, you talking about like the bright colors? Yeah. And then it looks all grungy. So I'm like, what are these kids doing? They wear the they're they're wearing the folded up hats again, mm-hmm. and I'm like, dude, I used to wear those. I got a suicidal tendencies hat up there. I can flip the bill. That thing's know. like thirty years old. They don't know who that is. No, <laughs> I don't know who suicidal tendencies are. Hold on. Did you hear about what they want to do to Captain America? Hell Hydra. You know what the no no they're talking about trying to get him a boyfriend, a boyfriend yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying to ship him with the Bucky Barnes no they just need to leave that as a bromance yeah but they got all these people like I was researching like my brother told me about it and I I was like what and then I started seeing all these articles I was like man are they really trying to do this mm-hmm. and I was like wow because they petitioned it yeah the thing I saw was it was just some random article just one article it was like a little blurb at the bottom and it wasn't like 
somebody from Marvel. It yeah. was some person who has a comic book website trying to <laughs> meet a deadline article, and they're talking about, well, we need more diversity, and uh, you so should know about that. There's gay people in Marvel. There's a there's yeah, quite a few get, of them. Oh, what was his name? Wolverine killed him in the Enemy of the State. Quicksilver. No, 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 no. Yeah, North Star. North Star. Yeah. They made Iceman gay. Yeah. That, yeah, that was a little messed up. That was but that was forced. in the canon, though, right? No, that was kind of forced. They they brought him back. They brought the team back from Right, past. right, 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 right. And then like somebody's like, don't you know that you're gay? Yeah. And he's like, no, I never knew that. Mystique is like uh, bisexual. Yeah, because she can change, man. She's like gender fluid. Well, I'm saying she's like, you know, she's in one of the letters of the LBGT... Whatever. She's pretty much gender fluid. She could be a turtle and then turn into like a girl and then turn into a man. But there's a whole bunch of them like that you can choose from and use. Like I said, I pull it up and it's just reams and reams and reams. Yeah, Jean Paul. And they, that's, uh, that's Phantom X, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they got X Men. Phantom X. You can use that. They did, uh, who else was it? The they did Colossus in the Ultimate, yeah, Ultimate Universe. Colossus was it. Asgardian and Hulkling. You got, yeah, those, oh, no, Wiccan. Wiccan. Yeah. Yeah, and Hulkling. You got, uh, Loki, who's basically, who's in the, in the shows. But is he just more effeminate? No, he's like, he can go back and forth. He's kind of like, I would put him in the same spot as, like, uh, Mystique. So he's... Because he can be the woman, he can be a man, he can even have a kid as... Or, he's, he's poly and bi. Yeah, like, he can <laughs> he can have a kid as in a man giving seed. And but he, he can did. receive seed as a woman and have a kid. He did give seed, and he made century. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know why I chose give seed. <laughs> When I heard you say it back, I was like, oh, that's, that kind of, that's kind of cringy. Why did I say that? Loki, Loki gave seed. Gave seed. <laughs> All right, there, there's a title. Loki gave seed. <laughs> and he made the century. Right, he yeah. Out that, like, that's later where he came from. After he ripped Ares apart, they're like, oh, shit. Loki made this century. Yeah. Then they kind of like just mind wiped him all these years of being like he didn't know where his past was. Right. But yeah, but the thing is like you have gay characters you don't have to take established characters and make them gay or whatever. And I was like looking at comments section and reading it and there was like people like I'm gay. This is stupid. Why are you trying to pander to me? This is not diversity. <laughs> and then, <laughs> like I think it's the same way with uh, when they they change, uh, they change race. I mean, they have. There are people. If it if it works, it's okay. Like with the Power series, like they changed the detective girl. From white to black. But I like how they did it with Miles Morales. But, He's a different person. But with her, new she played the character like the character was supposed to be played. Whereas with Deadshot, Will Smith is not playing 
Floyd Lawton the right way, he's playing Will Smith. Yeah, Floyd I can Lawton. see that. And that, that doesn't work. But my thing, what I don't like is why, like, Miles Morales, they made him, they made a new character, and, and they made they, him my own history. And then they killed the Ultimate Universe and brought him to the 616 just to make him the Spider-Man of the thing because Peter Parker is doing his own deal. Oh, yeah, he's running he, Parker Industries. Yeah, because he's all like, that well, stuff that happened the, with the Spider-Man uh, for New York. All that right stuff that happened with Superior Spider-Man. Which right. I mean, that's fine, but I I don't like when they try to push it and say, "Well, hey, we're gonna go ahead and make this Miles Morales movie." Well, you're not telling any canon to how Miles got there. Like, you need to at least go through a deal with Spider-Man before you drop Miles on us. But the same thing with that. Uh, the whatever Kabla Khan or whatever the new Miss Marvel, she's a new character. But and, her powers but, are so goofy. She's <laughs> like she's like Mister Fantastic almost. Like the, she can grow really big and. Whoop. That's what I'm saying. She's <laughs> new. Like it's a new character that is a uh, a person of color, and it's just not like they're well, they an actual it. person. Yeah. They just happen to be a it's person. It's kind of like how they did that that one green. But when lantern. you take somebody and then change his or uh, change their race, it feels like you're pandering to somebody and then it's all about their race and not the other thing. Which it should be. They should be a person first. Like like the way they shit all over the Fantastic Four movie. Well, I, the thing about the cap, like they turned him gay or whatever and then the gay people didn't like him. But, but then there was yeah. all these social justice... I didn't care when they made Sam Wilson cap. I thought he was the proper choice. Yeah, it makes sense. Because he's always been a sidekick. Yeah. If Bucky's not going to be it, then... Somebody's got to be it. And Bucky had killed off most of the other damn right, right. caps in, in the Winter Soldier run. Mm-hmm. The Ed Burbaker one. Yeah. So, the only obvious choice is Sam Wilson to be the new cap. Because you got to have you gotta have Captain America. And now that they're bringing him back... <clears throat> Who's Steve Rogers? Yeah, they brought Steve Rogers back. Like, he got his... He's youthful again and everything. He got his powers back. Now he's working for Hydra. Mm-hmm. Just because the guy that's writing it couldn't write for the movies. So he's like fucking everything up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's petty and I love yeah, it. Yeah, so, so he's going to make him a Hydra. But, all right, so what, what would you say about James Bond? Do you care if they change the uh, the race or sex of James Bond? What's your opinion on that? Do you have one? With James Bond? Yeah. Do you even care about James Bond? <laughs> Not really. I like Daniel Craig. Yeah, I like Daniel Craig. But he doesn't want to come back. They were offering him $99 million. That's a tough deal to turn down. And he turned it down. Because he does not want to do another one. If they do make James Bond black, I mean, I'll still watch it. Or a woman or whatever. I I doubt they're going to do a woman. I don't know, man. They get a black woman. They can fill both of them. I, I wouldn't mind Ibris Elba being James Bond. Nah, put Stringer Bell in there. Yeah, let him have it, man. Let, let him be James Bond. I'd watch it. Yeah. Because there's really... It's never said what color James Bond is. He's just the figure. He's 007. Well, my thing is, they've already built into the show that James Bond always is changes. It? Yeah. Like, okay, he's always He's kind of like, like Jason Bourne. They always had one that would be out there to be a mercenary for the government that they work for. 
well, not even the. I'm not even getting into the canon. I'm getting into the fact that Hollywood is always changing them up. You got Sean Connery. You got yeah. Roger Moore. You got. But which Timothy one was Dalton. your favorite? Mine was always Roger Moore. Yeah, I'm. I hate the Connery movies though. I hate the campy James Bond. I didn't start like liking... the original Casino Royale was campy as fuck. Yeah, and then when they Are made you that the one with and... Orson Welles, yeah. <laughs> he's doing magic through the whole. Yeah. Thing. Like, what are you doing? This guy Peter and Sellers. Then when, uh, and then when they did the the remake, they made that motherfucker hardcore. Yeah. Are you talking about the old one? Yeah. Well, the original Casino Royale. Yeah, the book was like hard. Yeah, like when you read those books, he's like how Daniel Craig was in that movie. Yeah, and then when they redid the movie with Daniel Craig, you're like, oh shit. Yeah, when I saw that, I was like, because he was swinging that those tennis balls into his nuts. Wow, this <laughs> is like a big rope that he tied together. <laughs> but I, the last one I saw was the the, the one that came before that, the Pierce Bronson one, and I was like. Okay, these are what these movies are. But then when that Casino Royal dropped, I was like, "Holy crap! But this this Bronson, is what it can be." I couldn't believe him as as James Bond due to the fact that he couldn't drive a stick shift. I didn't even know that. That's what turned me off. I was like, "This guy can't even drive a stick shift." Bro, How the fuck is he gonna drive an Aston Martin? Goldeneye. That was my favorite one, and not just Goldeneye? because of that game. Timothy Dalton played a good James Bond. Yeah, he never gets enough credit for that. But he only did one. Yeah, because people hated him so much. <laughs> well, I thought he did too. I thought he did uh, License to Kill. Oh, he did? Uh, you Only Live Twice, right? I guess. I don't know. We'll fact check it later. Who cares? <laughs> 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 it really doesn't mean anything. Timothy Dalton didn't go very far. It's James Bond. It's like Sean Connery or Roger Moore. And Roger Moore went way too long. Roger Moore, James Bond. Because he went all the way like Moonraker. Moonraker, yeah. See, I was hoping that they would go and do that one next. Because that was the next one in the Yeah, I thought that's the what series. they were going to do. I thought yeah. they were just going to reboot and go back all the way to the beginning. Because I liked... I, I probably get shit, but I liked Spectre. I thought it was good. i never even seen it. I watched it. I'll get shit for it. I love Casino Royale, uh, Royale and I love Skyfall. Quantum Solace. I mean, it, I, it's a good... Like it's a good Bond movie, but as next to those two, it just looks like a piece of garbage. <clears throat> and I love uh, dang Goldeneye. I don't like the campy ones, like running over crocodiles. <laughs> Get out of here, man! Like I tried watching the the James Bond one, the uh, the Spy Who Loved Me or uh, From Russia with Love, right? Yeah, From Russia with a Love Bone. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know Robert Shaw was in that? He was the bad guy in that? The dude from Jaws? I always wondered if the guy that played Jaws in the, the original series mm -hmm. was he wearing dentures? I hope so. God, I hope so. I don't think they put prosthetics on his teeth like that. You know? Yeah. I hope that. I hope, I hope that was not how he lived when he walked off that set. Because he showed up as like Happy Gilmore. Uh, I believe that's Mr. Gilmore. So he's chasing it down. God, I love that movie. The guy, he was like the Andre the Giant of America. Oh, man. That's what he was. If you got him in Goldeneye, you were basically saying either. 
I don't know enough about this game and I'm going to get murdered or I'm such a bad to the bone. You, you can't even kill me when I'm eight feet tall. <laughs> Jaws was the coolest character out of all the villains for me. Yeah, that's the only thing I liked about uh, I liked the the villains. Their plans were dumb and it was always, it was always campy the way they but tried the guy, to kill him. The guy in Spectre, I thought you would go watch that movie because it had a... Uh, no, nah, I heard it sucked so I was like, had, I'll just wait for it to come out. It had the guy from Inglorious Inglorious Bastards, yeah. the the Jew hunter. Yeah. Christopher Christoph Walken. Waltz. Waltz. <laughs> <laughs> Christoph Waltz. <laughs> Christoph Walken. Yeah. Christoph Walker 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 Walker. Yeah, yeah, I heard it wasn't that good, so I didn't watch it. He's like I will kill you, Mr. James Bond. <laughs> he still had the heavy accent? Yeah, he still had the German accent. I've, I saw that blonde-headed girl on there. She's, like, oddly attractive to me. I don't know why. She's he, got, like... I don't know how to explain it. Like, you ever had somebody that that's unconventionally good-looking? <laughs> or you, they shouldn't be good-looking, but something about like, them makes them good-looking to me? When these girls take the role of a James Bond girl, don't they know that they're probably gonna die? Yeah, it's good. If you're not, if your name's not Money Penny, you're you're gonna get it. Or that one chick. You remember she was like in the. Even his the wife. First three, the first. The, oh no, the, the last two. No, the last three. The black girl. It yeah, like his Money Penny. Is that Money Penny? Yeah. Yeah. She's never gonna die. Yeah. But Even they, M got it before Money yeah, Penny. Yeah, M got. It. M got it, and then they put Ray Fiennes in there as the the leader of it. Yeah, man, I like that movie. <laughs> I like Skyfall. I like Casino Royale. I think Daniel Craig might be. I know this is this is really unpopular. He might be my favorite Bond, man. <laughs> and after that, I would go Connery. But like, I was stoned. Like the perfect amount of to watch bad movies and watch goofy movies. And I tried to sit through that uh, Russia with love. And so it starts out with James Bond, and he's got, he looks like, they got him on makeup, all this makeup, like, he looks like a mime. Yeah. And he's got these rosy cheeks, and he's like, uh, you never seen this? Which one? The Russia with love. Yeah. So you know what I'm talking about. Oct- he's, an octopusy. No, no. So he's like, he's in this darkened thing, and he's looking all scared or whatever, right? And he's trying to sneak into this place, to this compound. And then there's these people that were shadowing him, like getting yeah. closer and closer. So he's getting scared or whatever. So I never watched this before. And I was like, man, this is kind of weak. James Bond, what is he all scared about? So he jumps onto this lawn or whatever. And all of a sudden these lights come on. And then Robert <laughs> Shaw grabs him and like murders him or whatever. And then uh, I was like, dang, he's dead already. <laughs> what? How did this keep going on for so many years? And they're like, we need a new Bond. No, somebody comes out, and he's like, oh, he's got a stopwatch. And he's like, very good, uh, whoever your name is, Robert Shaw played. Uh, yeah. You know, it only took two minutes to catch him or whatever. And then they pan down to dead James Bond. And then he pulls a, a rubber mask off of his face. <laughs> it was some random dude. And then I was like, and then I was sitting, and then it cuts to the credits. And I was sitting there, I was like... Why was he in a James Bond mask? <laughs> like, that's not going to make him James Bond. What, so what if you caught him? Was it some random guy so that fell they, on the street? 
Do you think they, uh... Maybe that's why he was so scared. He was just some guy, and they pulled him off and put him in a James Bond <laughs> So you think they ripped off Mission Impossible with that episode? No, uh... I think Mission that, Impossible ripped yeah, it off I, I mean, I don't know. It was too retarded, so I was just like, man, I'm gonna turn this off. This is so dumb. <laughs> Like, it made no sense. Why was he hunting him? <laughs> he wasn't even James Bond. Why was he dressed like James Bond? <sighs> James Bond is what makes James Bond, not the suit and what his face looks like. You think? Yeah, it's his skills. That's what makes James Bond James Bond. So you think Liam and his Neeson ability would be, to, you think his Liam ability Neeson? to slap women around. <laughs> <laughs> you think Liam Neeson would be a good James Bond? No, he's done too many takings. If he only did taking the first taking, I'd be like, yes, give it to Liam Neeson. But uh, yeah, he he screwed the pooch on. So all for us, we're movies. picking. I'm going Stringer Iver- Bell, man. Stringer yeah. Bell, Iverselva. Yeah. People have been giving him guff because he played a villain tiger. Mm-hmm. And now he's playing the villain in Star Trek, and they're like, why can't they show Iverselva's face? <laughs> He was the villain in that uh, Beast, <coughs> Beast for No Nation on uh, Netflix. Yeah. But, like, these major movies that are hitting theaters. That was a Netflix deal. Yeah, but it was like still like major, a movie. Yeah, but these major movies. It was, like, their first one. I know that. Their first series. But they're saying, like, for Universal and Paramount and all that and, oh. and Disney, like, why can't they show Iris Elba's face? They didn't show anybody's face. I'm like, I don't care. Oh, I, wanna, well, I guess I wanna, in Star Trek they did. <laughs> no, he's not in... Well, he's in Star Trek. He's a major villain in right, Star right, Trek right. Beyond, but he's like all blue. Right. And like got spikes and stuff. Like I they, saw that trailer. There were other blue people who were main cast members. Yeah. I don't know. I think they're making the mountain out of a molehill. Yeah, that. they're like... <laughs> Stringer Bell's so much better than everything. He's so much better than Chris Pine. I'll give him that. I think, yeah, he's probably a better actor than him. I don't think he's better than Carl Urban, though. They need to freaking make another Dread movie. Yeah. They need to quit screwing around and make another Dread movie. He's a New, Ze- he's a New Zealander, isn't he? Yeah, I think that's how they got him on uh, Lord of the Rings, how they found him. All right. This guy, he'll be good. Yeah. He'll be worth it. So if you're listening to that, you movers and shakers in Hollywood, you need to... Hey. I'm going to tell you this, too. Get off your fannies and make this Dread 2 happen. We met Carl Urban at Dallas Comic Con. Cool he dude. Is, he is the sweetest dude ever. Cool dude. Like, he actually reads the comics. Like, if you petition to get him to be Dread again, like, he read all the 2080 books. Yeah. He watched all the original Star Trek series. You can tell how he played it, man. There. You can tell how they played yeah, it in like that he, movie. When he played Henry... Uh, uh, six months yeah, so when he cute. played McCoy in Bones he played him perfect like the way they cast that him as McCoy I was so happy and then the way they cast him for Dread I was so happy dang we did one of them I told you we could do one. Oh man alright so we're at one eleven. No skips. I haven't seen it. I've been watching it the whole time. To see if it's <laughs> no skipping. Skip. So I'll check it again. It might happen. But uh, 
Let's do the plug. Oh, I got a, I got a something to report. Oh, let's, uh, let's hit it. Report, report. Extra, extra, <laughs> extra, extra. Chris has a report for us. <laughs> what's Chris has a report. What's the, uh, the, the, uh, dang it, what, what's their names? They follow me on SoundCloud. I wanted to give them a shout out. Ooh. Thank you for following. Uh, it's, uh, Master Debaters. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And I don't really post a lot of stuff on SoundCloud, so I, I saw that notification. I was like, I'm a new follower on SoundCloud. What? <laughs> I looked it up, and I was like, oh, okay. These are the ones from uh, Those UK. Those are the ones from the UK. Yeah, yeah, The yeah. ones that you, you like. Yeah. Because they sound like... They sound uh, like Guy Ritchie villains. Yeah, Guy Ritchie villains. If you, uh, It's nothing against you guys. Yeah, I love it. It's fucking great. The master debaters. They know what we're talking about. Yeah, I can't really do the the grimy. I can't do it. Either. Grimy British. I can do a regal, but not very well. Yeah. <laughs> and not not confidently enough to do it on a podcast. It, it it sounds like the master debaters probably drink a pint every day. Yeah, as well you should. I heard it's good for you. Like, let's go. Let's go grab a pint, mate. Yeah, I like it, man. <clears throat> I like them. Like like they got good, good energy. What's what's our other plugs? We got, we uh, got, uh, you can hit us at stickingwithstucky at gmail.com. Yeah, dangerous. Or maybe it's, or is that too fast for you guys? Stickingwithstucky at gmail.com. Dangerchris88, uh, Instagram, uh, SoundCloud, Chris Sears, 10, Facebook, Chris Sears, I'm the one in Lufkin. That's all I got, man. That's all? I, I don't have any, you you can, have any other uh, way to get you. Can to hit us at Unless twi- you want me to get my phone number out. <laughs> you can hit us at Twitter. At uh, at Captain Marvel ninety nine. What about that? Uh, you can hit us at Twitter at stick with underscore stuck. What about the uh, the people from Australia? They said they wanted us to do a phone in, so we might be on one of their yeah. podcasts soon. Totally. So yeah, a little cross pollination. If you do like them, you like us, you can check it out. You get start listening to the BS pod. Yeah. Uh, get on that new pod world order. Yeah. You get on uh the pop con. Pop culture crunch. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, kill him. <laughs> I was going to do that. Yes, but I know you don't like that. Yes. Also, get on the socially frowned upon. Yeah, that's a really good one, too. It's on the Mixed Up Network. You can find them on the Podbean. You can find them on SoundCloud. You can find them on uh, YouTube. You can also find them on oh, and Twitter. Oh, you- if you take issue with anything we said here today, <laughs> feel free to let us know. And In the maybe comments. we'll respond to you. Make sure you like and follow. Like and follow. Yeah, man. I cannot believe that we went this long. Yeah, I thought we were going to do like 30 minutes and that was it, man. You didn't even do your Nice Guys review. <laughs> you you got it. I did, I did it yesterday. I don't want to tack on another 15 minutes. I just wondered if you go, what was your thought? 7 out of 10? 8 out of 10? Yeah, I'll give it. I'd I'd have given it eight if they didn't spoil all the jokes. You know what? Screw it. I'll give it eight out of ten. It's a really good movie. Go watch it. Very good stuff. Yep. Also, uh, I want to give a good shout out to your mother. Well, uh, I was gonna give a shout out to one of our listeners because we're getting a lot of listeners. On where? On SoundCloud and. And just people listening on general. Twitter. Like, Twitter! <laughs> <coughs> uh, 
That's our, I guess, our Bill Burr accent. Yeah, yeah. Twitter! <laughs> not, not on the spike. <laughs> it picks up everything. Twitter! <laughs> I think if we don't say ladies, we'll be all right. Are you, ladies! No. Well, anyway, he goes on Instagram by... Art by J. Doe. J. Doe. And you can find him on... What it do. You can find him on there. He does amazing artwork. He's really enjoying the podcast. We got Anthony Harris. He's really enjoying the podcast. He's another one of the artists. Anthony Harris. Uh, Big ups. Big thanks to everybody listening. That's all I can really address. I yeah. really... Really we love. appreciate you listening. Perhaps you can tell your friends. I don't want to push you. No pressure. I don't care. I push everybody. <laughs> yeah, he's the muscle. Everybody, everybody knows when I drop a new one. It's like I'm gonna inbox every motherfucker I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, apologize about that, but we appreciate the listening. But hey, it's the only way I can get it out. Yeah. For people to listen. Mm-hmm. All right, I think we just did 20 extra minutes of plugs. Yeah. So let's... So plugs are over with. Be on the lookout. Sticking with Stucky. Yep. Dot com. Yep. Once I figure out how to freaking make it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I own I own the domain. I just got to figure out how to make it. All right. All right, guys. We're going to get out of here. Later. Laters. See ya. <laughs> Old to the ghetto, to paradise, Marquee P, all my people, Slum Village, G3, Gilzai, YG, Marwan, Fat Killers, King Gordy, Everybody to the ghetto, I claim ghetto with the steel My neighborhood's wild like favelas in Brazil Old to the ghetto, I'm just that real I can't explain it, I'm just that deal Dilla confirmed it, a blunt comment, I burn it High on the list, this gift, I earned it It's my moment, I'll split your head Your whole lifestyle's been put to bed You lie on it and in this stretch, I own it Go find the nearest blade, dive on it When I'm on the block, thugs give me pounds When I'm in London, they give me pounds So why let a hater's words get me down? Plus I got a full clip that'll get you found That's what I call underground I'm an underdog, I do lunch with hounds Motor City with speeding cars Look a little closer and see the stars In the inner city, we frequent bars Sip in slow, then blow weed cigars Nightlife, Detroit birth, the great one Feed in the darkness and pray the day come In real life, I'll wet your dome For trying to stop my heartbeat's metronome I keep extra prone We'll wild, wild west your home And leave it cluttered with flesh and bone Always fly, keep fresh shit on The clip in the Mac 1-1 is long Longer than a trail of blood That's left behind when I drop shells and thugs 
reckless talk gon' get you touched When guns lay you down and lift you up Rap cats popped off a bit too much Alright, alright, Jay Dilla, Big, Big What up to the homie Dilla, Jay Day, day, y'all, y'all House shoes My man, snowman, I see y'all Everybody, Everybody doing their thing, bitch, you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying? Mr. Mr. Porter, Porter. my motherfucking homie, homie. D-Twizzy, L-L, what's poppin', everybody's doing their thing, man, it's cold to the motherfucking ghetto, 